Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. It's the Twisted Tuesday. We got a full house here this evening. Anthony Trace going to join us. PFF. ProFootballFocus.com throws it down with us. we got some smart uh, numbers guys kicking it. Uh, we've got Steve Merrill, another smart number guy. we got Andrew McKinnis, who's also a smart guy as well. I'm a loud mouth guy. Let's do this thing as we kick it. Uh, we break it down on the Twisted Tuesday. Uh, Steve Merrill, Andrew McKinnis, and Anthony Trace. Now, there's a hell of a lot of stuff to get to, and I don't even really know where to start. So let's start off uh, with Sean Payton. Sean Payton decides to step down as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. And um, for those of you wondering, and we're seeing a lot of stuff, oh, Sean Payton's going to end up, uh, he's going to end up with the with the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to end up there. He's going to, you know, et cetera. He's got three years left on his contract with the New Orleans Saints, right? You don't get to just retire and, and you know, hey, no, 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 I've unretired. It's not Urban Meyer. <laughs> he's under contract. Uh, with the New Orleans Saints. So if he was going to coach anywhere else, uh, the Saints would have to be compensated. As in, you'd have to give up draft picks and stuff like that. Doesn't mean I'm not saying it's impossible. It wouldn't happen, but it's not going to happen this year. And the fact of the matter is, the television networks are already reportedly, you know, throw money at him behind the scenes. And Sean Payton has told the networks that he wants to take their money. Right, listen, man. He's been head coach for a long time. There, it's been like 15 years. It's a grind. It's been. It's the end of the line. We definitely have to get Mike Dettelier on actually this week. And you know, there's big breaking news today and stuff. It's kind of you know short notice and all this. We got uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, yeah, let's get Dettelier on uh, later in the week. Nobody can help us uh, break down uh, the you know, situation uh, like like Mike. But listen, you know, you can just tell he's sort of worn out. He's tired. And plus, he, he can see that he, he's not in the best situation right now moving forward, is he? Right, with the New Orleans Saints. You know, look, he's seen Drew Brees. Drew Brees got no stress. He's on TV making big money. Sean Payton can do the same. Hey, listen, you're still involved with the game, right? You're still involved with the game, but you're not, um, you're not under the same stress. You know, let me put it this way. You don't think, uh, you know, you think John Gruden, you know, regrets not just being in the booth right now? Right? Nobody was looking at his emails when he was a broadcaster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Suddenly you're the head coach of the Raiders and say people are looking in your emails. All right, so I started off with Sean Payton. I should have started off with the baseball stuff. I should have started off with the baseball stuff, which actually, you know, you know, listen, I understand things are going to get heated. People are passionate. Uh, people are passionate about this stuff, including myself. Right, including myself. So Barry Bonds didn't get in and Clemens didn't get in. And basically, like, they're, they're shut out now. Now, they're not shut out for life. The, the Veterans Committee and all that type of stuff, they could put them in if they wanted down the road, but you'll see. And I think that, you know what, I think I just saved, like, the big argument and debate that we could have had tonight about this. Get back to me 
in like 10, 15 years or whatever on this. And let's see if the veteran committees put these guys in the Hall of Fame. Because what you and I say, whatever, we're just all jackasses. It's a late-night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. What's up? The mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. We're kicking it. Uh, Shout-out to all of our AM radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 159. We're talking a lot of football uh, this evening, but I don't know what's going on with the baseball talks and negotiations and all that, but I know baseball is taking center stage today as well. ton of stuff going on, man. Let's start off uh, with the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, talk uh, Barry Bonds gets shut out and uh, Roger Clemens gets shut out but for whatever reason Big Poppy uh, gets in the Major League Baseball voters these guys the Hall of Fame voters these guys are very nuanced all right and quite frankly they're hypocrites but like a lot of things in life there's more than one side two sides three sides five sides man this thing's like a Rubik's Cube all right when, you know, as far as why this guy should be in, why this guy isn't, why he is, there is no denying that if you're a jerk to the media during your playing days, they will hold it against you. There is no if, ands, or buts about that. Big Poppy was a nice guy. Big Poppy gave a lot of interviews. Hey, I'm Big Poppy. Barry Bonds looked at the media when they came near his, uh, his locker and basically said, you know, you come another step closer, I'm going to bash you in the face with a baseball bat, right? So some guys will get more sympathy, some guys will get less sympathy. And to me, it's a fascinating, it's, it's I don't know, is there a right answer? I'm not even going to pretend there is. And I got to be honest with you, some of my perceptions and, and opinions have changed on this. I was never one of these people, and I covered the game and all this, and I used to talk to players about taking steroids, and I was never one of these people that was like, oh, my God, steroids are destroying the game. To me, steroids are one of these deals. If you want to do it, you want to make a couple extra bucks, you can do it, right? Doesn't mean you have to do it, but if you want to do it, you can do it. And I don't don't like this, well, everybody did it thing. No, not everybody did it. And... I don't, I, you know what, I never had this massive, you know, issue because everybody in the media knew and didn't say anything. All the owners knew and didn't say anything. I've always thought it was hypocritical and stupid that Tony La Russa is in the Hall of Fame, but somehow Mark McGuire is not. So La Russa gets to keep the ring with winning with a dude on roids, but the guy on roids doesn't get to get the glory for it after. Like I said, this is deep stuff, but I would not vote for Barry Bonds either. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci.
The Twisted Tuesday continues. This is Sportridge. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's talk football. Anthony Trace steps up and in PFF. Breaking it down uh, with us. Uh, Anthony, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me back on. So listen, man, there's a ton of stuff I want to throw at you. So um, first things first, Sean Payton. There were sort of whispers and a little bit of talk that Sean Payton was getting tired and maybe he was thinking about uh, stepping down. But then, you know, boom, happened pretty quick. Uh, What are your thoughts on this? Are you surprised by this news as far as Sean Payton stepping aside? Yeah, I mean, if you'd have told me a few months ago, I definitely would have been surprised. But, yeah, like you said, it was kind of getting to that point where it wouldn't have been a surprise because, you know, there were some whispers that this was a real possibility. And, you know, it's kind of understandable just because, I mean, you look at the you know current state of the Saints right now, it's not very good. I mean, this is going to have to be a complete rebuild. I mean, their cap space situation is horrible. They really don't have a, you know, good quarterback situation to speak of. Um, and, you know, you know, by the time they get to that rebuilding process, all the good players that they have now, of course, are going to be getting older and older and so on. So it's, the Saints are in a tough spot. I can see where Sean Payton's coming from. And, you know, he could, you know, decide to step into the booth, and that's where the money is hot right now. I mean, we see Tony Romo. He got a pretty fat check more than recently, get an extension from uh, CBS. So, you know, we might see him up in the booth, and I think he'd be pretty good at it. But either way, you know, I think, you know, this was kind of getting to the point where it was expected to happen. And, you know, for the Saints, you know, it'd be pretty tough to be a Saints fan right now just because, like, everything I just mentioned a second ago, they're in a really bad spot. Yeah, it seems like it's the right time for him. And I was just thinking, as well as Sean Payton, um, I don't know what Lewis Riddick and Greasy and Steve Levy's contract looks like as far as Monday Night Football is concerned, but there's a lot of talk about Al Michaels, uh, Sean Payton. Television networks are going to be going after him, and as you stated, I, I, it makes sense if you look at the big picture for Payton. And just for the record, guys, he can't pop up, as we talked about earlier, but if you're just joining us, he can't just take a year off and say, oh, I'm coaching the Dallas Cowboys now. He's under contract still, so terms, trades, you know what I mean? Like um, Negotiations would have to be made uh, for him to just end up coaching somewhere else. So, speaking of coaches, let me ask you, Anthony, as far as the the Rams and the 49ers, so the 49ers have beaten these guys six straight times. Is it, in your opinion, is it a matchup? Like like people say, well, what can McVay tweak? What can they do differently? And I'm thinking, well, it's not really a matchup problem. It's just sort of that man-to-man, they're winning the one-on-one battle uh, problem. Are they tougher? Like it's almost like, you know, if, if, if fighters fight each other in the UFC six times and the same guy wins all the time, I don't know. Is it is it the training? Is it the tactical? Is it the strategy? Or is it the other teams just tougher and more physical? What's your opinion on this matchup and then beating them six times in a row? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with where the market is. And the Rams are favored, you know, by just over a field goal. Um, and, you know, even though San Francisco has beat them six times, like you said, in a row, um, you know, I think the Rams have a chance to, you know, break that trend. And I think you look back at these last two times that they met up in the regular season um, this past year. I mean, Matthew Stafford, I think the last game he played a pretty good, sound, well, all-around game. He made some high-level throws, but in each game, I mean, he had multiple interceptions, multiple turnover-worthy plays, and I think he's just dialing back those mistakes from the quarterback, and I think those are kind of the big factors in there, right? And I think that's where it's going to kind of all boil down to um, really in the end, and, and I think you know, L.A. has the clear advantage in that regard, but you know, I think the big reason why you know, San Francisco has, you know, been able to rattle off this big streak while arguably L.A. has more talented players on really both sides of the ball um, is really just because of Kyle Shanahan. I mean, what he's been doing as a play caller has been nothing short of exceptional. I mean, even through, um, you know, Mike McDaniel, the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, he's getting looks at a head coaching job down in Miami. Um, you know, what they're crafting up there and then just the way they're using, you know, of course, Debo Samuelson and Trent Williams in motion. I mean, they, they know how to scheme good, you know, situations and put their players in the right position to succeed and take advantage of their strengths, getting Debo in an open field to create run after the catch opportunities where he's at his best. Um, and, you know, I think it's just really a testament to how good of a play caller and coach he is. Um, you know, like, like I said, I think this all kind of boils down to Matthew Stafford and whether or not he can play a clean football game. And he's been playing pretty good as of late. Um, you know, of course, down the stretch, that, that game against San Francisco, those couple of picks kind of hurt him. And then Minnesota, of course, that three interception game, I think in week 16 kind of hurt him. But outside of those, there's very few blemishes, I think. I think he's kind of gotten to the 
he's interesting because I think we kind of got over over hyping him a little bit. Now I think he's a little underrated. Um, and so I, I think he's going to be the key to the victory for the Rams. And I'd be more willing to bet on the Rams actually doing that and him doing that than the 49ers because, you know, like I said, they're the more, more talented team on either side of the ball. Um, and it's just all about making sure that offense doesn't slow down, kind of like it did against Tampa this past week and kind of killing themselves with turnovers because I think that's really kind of been the key thing when they're down. It's because of the turnovers. Pro Football Focus is Anthony Trashaw with us. I am Gable Moretz. We're throwing it down on the Twisted Tuesday. You raised a great point as far as Shanahan and, and his brilliance as far as the play calling is concerned because here they are right now. And let's say that the 49ers would win, and it would be like, oh, wow, well, you've got Jimmy G versus Mahomes. And it'd be like, wow, that's that's like bringing a plastic fork to a gunfight, right? But, no, I would give him a chance to win against anybody. Like, they, they really do. What's your thoughts on Jimmy G? Does, is, it, does he hold the, is he holding them back, or do you like the mental toughness that he brings? Because they're winning with him, yet, or are they winning in spite of him? What's your opinion on Jimmy G's play? Yeah, I do think that the hype has always been, I think a lot of people have been dogging on him just a little bit more than they probably should. Now, he's not an elite quarterback. I think he's definitely, out of all the quarterbacks playing this weekend, I think he's number four of the bunch, and I don't think that's even you know close to being a debate there. Um, but, you know, he does lead him to success. He carries out the offense that Kyle Shanahan designed and wants him to carry out. And, again, with him, it's just sometimes a little bouts of inaccuracy downfield. Of course, we saw that in the Super Bowl um, with that deep pass that he overthrew. You know, sometimes it's a struggle to see linebackers, but, you know, he, he brings the toughness. He brings it every single week. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's a significant better option, at, at least at this point, than Trey Lance. Um, and so I think, you know, I, I'm not, like I mentioned a minute ago, I'm picking the Rams to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're standing up on the podium at the end of all this ho- hoisting the Lombardi trophy, right? Um, just because that's the type of team they are. So while Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not an elite quarterback, I think he's in that kind of good, not great type of tier, you can win with that in a good, favorable ecosystem. And I think that's exactly what he's in in San Francisco. So I think you got to give him props just for carrying out the offense and leading him to efficiency levels. I was surprised. I don't know about you, but I was surprised that the Rams' offensive line held up as well as they did. I put it this: I was just concerned when Whitworth was out. Uh, you know, obviously, weren't you? I mean, I mean, this guy's such a leader for them, such a veteran. Yet they did a great job against the Buccaneers. And if you and I've been one of those guys that have questioned Stafford before. I sort of just think, you know what, this guy's a stats guy. He's not, you know, is is he a winner? We're going to find out. And it seemed like, you know, he, he had his struggles. But if you give him time, and I know it's cliche to say that with some of these older guys, but you see, if you give Matthew Stafford time in a clean pocket, he can pick you apart. And he's got damn good wide receivers, bro. Those guys get open man cupping Beckham. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, to your point with the offensive line, I mean, Joseph Nopum, who filled in for Andrew Whitworth, I mean, I, he was probably one of the more impressive and yep. surprising performers from this past week. And he, I think he only allowed one pressure on 43 pass block snaps or something in that area. And it was a hurry, not a sack or a hit. Got an 86.0 pass block rate for the game. I mean, it was just an exceptional game for him. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford, he can make the high-level throws. And it's not, you know, just what Sean McVay is giving him and just kind of the one read, you know, type of throws. He is thriving when he's forced off that first read. He is reading defenses and picking them apart, right? It's just every once in a while he can get a little bit too aggressive. And that's when we start to see those kind of just those bad performances with multiple turnover-worthy plays kind of pop up. Um, and it's just about avoiding those. But this past week um, against Tampa Bay, you know, I think he only had one turnover-worthy play for the game, which is, it isn't great, but it's okay. Um, but he still, he made those high-level throws, as we saw in the end, you know, with that throw to Cooper Cup down the middle of the field. I mean, while he did have a step on Antoine Winfield, I mean, that was a tough throw. I mean, he had a defender in his face. He got knocked to the ground after the fact, and that's you know, right down the pipe there. It was just, a, I think, a very good performance from Matthew Stafford, and it just showed what he can do this year. I mean, he has 40 big-time throws this year for a reason, and that's a high number. I think a close to the top five in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, I agree with you. He can make those high-level throws. It's just trying not to get a little bit too aggressive with what he's trying to do. Anthony Tracia with us on the Late Night Anger Management Club. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. 
I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Late night continues. I am getting the reds, and we're breaking it down with the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the busters, and everybody else in between on Sirius XM Channel 159, a mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Anthony Trace, pro football focus uh, with us for a couple of more moments. So, uh, Anthony. Unfortunately, I've got to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs right now. As a Buffalo Bill fan, all right, it's it's I'm still uh, I'm still a little bit shell shocked. Hell of a football game. I just keep hearing the word squib, squib, squib in my dreams. <laughs> like you know, I'm, I'm sort of walking around and saying, like, why didn't they squib it? Why didn't they squib it? I'm getting like bad flashbacks. But hey, we've got to move on. And we just saw what Buffalo uh, Buffalo did to this defense, Anthony. And and now you got Kansas City, an emotionally, you know, charged and draining game that goes to overtime. You get the Bengals with the extra day rest. The Bengals' offensive line issues clearly had problems, but they just hung 34 up on Kansas City a couple of weeks ago. Are you expecting a track meet uh, with, with Cincinnati and Kansas City? What kind of game are you expecting? And I want to ask you, like, if you're the Bengals, do you see what the Bills did? And you say, you know what? We're attacking this secondary. We're not playing around. We're going for the jugular right away. How do you think this one plays out? And I'm surprised, I was actually a little bit surprised that the Bengals are getting seven points. I don't think they're getting enough respect here. I'm right there with you. I mean, even before the playoffs started, I was looking at kind of their path, and, you know, it was expected to kind of be if they did win the division round against the Raiders, they were going to play in Tennessee, and I saw that, and I was like, I think it's worth putting. Oh, it was genius, Anthony. It it was genius, Anthony, because they they rolled over in the last game, and I'm a Bills fan. I'm like, wow, all right, we're going to get the three seed, and they're going to get the four seed, and if they have, you know, it's going to maybe it'll help the Bills get home field advantage later on if they go head-to-head, but I thought it was pretty genius because they avoided Kansas City originally. They got they got Tennessee, and now uh, they get Kansas City. So I just want to throw that in there about the seeding, how it actually worked out for Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I saw that, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to put a little wager on them to win the AFC. I think <laughs> and it's so far so good. And I think they have a pretty good chance of actually pulling it off against Kansas City. We saw them do it, you know, like you said earlier this season, but that was at home in Cincinnati. That only have a good air head. It's going to be a little bit tougher of an environment. But this offense, I think, has a chance to really get make it you know, a pretty competitive game, a pretty, I think, exciting game in the end, just with that connection with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar Chase has absolutely dusted him last time, right? I mean, he was calling his shots, right, at one point. And I think if you put him in man-to-man coverage, he's going to do the same thing. Now, I think they're probably not going to do that. I think they're going to go out there, and they're probably going to double-team him. But I still put my faith in Joe Burrow, who was one of the highest-graded quarterbacks in our database for the season, with what he's been able to do. I mean, just, the, you know, it's kind of the unmeasurable aspect. But getting sacked nine times in a game and still being able to pop up and go and make some plays, just truly remarkable what he did this past week. I mean, he is... I think the one flaw that he has, I mean, a couple of those sacks were on him. He does have a tendency to kind of invite in pressure, and he will eat some sacks. He probably shouldn't. 
But he also makes plays outside the structure of the offense. And I think everything else you possibly want in a quarterback, he has it. I mean, it's specifically, you know, in between the ears and just processing defenses and what he can do from an accuracy perspective. I mean, it's truly special. You know, Patrick Mahomes, if you had to say you had to pick one quarterback to win a game, I'm still picking Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL, and I, I don't think anyone's going to try and argue that too much. Um, you know, and I think it's just going to be an exciting game. And I do think that will probably be coming down to the end there and just kind of what quarterback can go out and make a play. Um, and, you know, so that's why I think there's kind of some value there. I mean, with Cincinnati, just because Joe Burrow is, I think, a top three, maybe top five quarterback in the NFL, um, you know, as far as, you know, who would you want over the next few years? I mean, Jamar Chase is one of the best players at his position. And I think the defense, too, you know, while they did give them some points to Kansas City, I mean, I think what they've done this year has been a little bit underrated. I mean, Shadobia Ouzier and Mike Hilton, you know, the outside quarterback, spot quarterback they brought in from free agency. I mean, those have been really good additions to this team. Um, you know, Jesse Bates is playing very well as late. Trey Hendrickson on the edge, he's been generating pressure at a, you know, a pretty high rate and helping that defensive front out. And, of course, you return Logan Wilson, the off-ball linebacker who missed. It was um, out down the stretch after that Chiefs game, if I recall correctly, um, producing at elite level this past week, you know, playing the last couple games after that return from injury, playing very well. Uh, it, I think it's just Cincinnati is being slept on, and I think they're going to make it a really competitive game now. You know, could and would I be surprised if Kansas City pulled out the victory? Not at all whatsoever. I think they should still be the slight favorite, but I, I do think Cincinnati's going to keep it close, and I am picking them to win this one. I, I think that's going to be a very exciting game. Jamar Chase, Anthony, 82 and a half yards right now. Um, FanDuel does a great job getting the props up uh, earlier in the week, and man, that just seems light to me. It just does. I'll roll the dice on that, and I know they're going to do everything they can to take him away. And how about T. Higgins too? Higgins came up with some nice, you know, some big catches, right? It seems like he's a pretty, he's, you know, Boyd was on a little bit of a touchdown run during the end of the regular season there, but Higgins is a reliable receiver, and uh, 68 and a half receiving yards for Higgins going into this game, Anthony. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Kansas City really plays Jamar Chase after just probably getting flashbacks what he did to him before. Because, um, yeah, if Gabriel Davis just started. got four TDs, right? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. what, what could Jamar Chase do? <laughs> exactly, and I think if they're going to be really aggressive and making sure that we're going to keep Jamar Chase quiet, I think that's when you're going to see T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd start to shine because those are no slouches of wide receivers. Those are very good wide receivers. I think T. Higgins is probably a top 10 producer as far as this year goes from a grading perspective on the outside. Tyler Boyd, one of the better slot receivers in the NFL. And, and so you take one of them away, you got two more there for Joe Burrow, a top five quarterback. So, you know, I, I think they're probably, I, I think, like I said, I think they'll probably try to get a little bit more aggressive with Jamar Chase and make sure that he's not going to you know, run all over him again. Um, but I think that's going to open up the door for everyone else. Uh, Anthony, before we get you out of here, we really appreciate your time. Pro Football Focus is Anthony Tracia with us. Great website, uh, great guest, um, great conversation. So just a couple more minutes. Uh, NFL draft, I find it interesting. The numbers are very, very fluid. I'm on top of this stuff pretty much daily as far as the draft is concerned. And Aiden Hutchinson's the favorite now, but he was like the favorite of minus money before. Now everybody's plus money, so we're in a better situation. Hutchinson's plus 170. Evan Neal's now plus 260. Kayvon Thibodeau, who was that show, sure shot number one, Suddenly, he's now plus uh, 260. How do you feel about these odds? Should Aiden Hutchinson be the favorite to be the top pick of the draft right now, or is this open, wide open right now in your opinion? So, I mean, I think it's wide open. Um, I, I mean, I personally would take Aiden Hutchinson. I think he kind of got to that point just based off what he did down the stretch, you know, specifically against Ohio State. I mean, that was probably the best performance I've ever seen at the collegiate level on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, it was just what he did down the stretch was remarkable. And even in the, in the Georgia game, he was a little quiet, but I don't think it, he wasn't getting locked up every round. I mean, Georgia just did a very good job scheming away from him. Um, but I do think that there is a real chance we see Evan Neal go first overall um, by Jacksonville. I mean, they have a big need at tackle. And, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he was just getting, you know, constantly under pressure. And he made some plays under duress, but still, you'd never want to put that young quarterback in that type of situation. So, I mean, I believe a few weeks ago, Evan Neal was plus 900, or he had the end of the yes. he was plus 900. And now oh, it's all me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was talking, I remember uh, our guy, Eric Eager, our uh, executive director of research and development here, he follows that stuff. Up and he told us when it was plus 900, he's like, I'm, I'm going to place this bet. You probably should, too. And then now here we are. For the last I saw, it was plus 225. And, you know, who knows where it's at right now. It's down there with Thibodeau and Hutchinson. So I, I think Evan Neal, I, I'm pretty – I'm leaning towards that's where Jacksonville might go. I personally would take Aiden Hutchinson, but I don't think they can go wrong either way. Yeah, he's plus 260 right now, and you're bang on, Anthony. Same thing. I saw – we do a lot of draft talk here. And I saw it. I'm like, you know – 
well, it was figured out. I'm like the Jags. They, you know, they don't. They could go Thibodeau. They could go uh, Hutchinson. But when I saw it, Evan Neal was plus seven fifty, and I don't know what was going on, man. I don't know if I got caught up in an NBA game or what the hell I was watching or what I did. And I swear, bro. Next thing I look, it's like plus two fifty, and I, I wanted to like smash my screen because I'm like, oh god, he really could go first overall, especially if the Jags get the pick. So the final question I'll ask you. I'm gonna skip. We're hardcore here, guys. Let's skip this year's draft and we're already going into next year's draft it's not a great quarterback uh, draft this year i guess we'll find out we can't judge these kids till they play in the league but just looking ahead right now so and and great um, you know great job you guys over pro football focused anthony went over the top returning quarterbacks at the collegiate level bryce young caleb williams now in the transfer portal spencer rattler who's now going to be with south carolina uh cj stroud uh sam hartman wake forest grayson mccall coastal carolina Going into next year, like who's going to be that sort of who is the the potential top quarterback drafted? Who's the it guy going into next year? Not as far as college, who's going to be the best college quarterback, but as far as the NFL is concerned, who's everyone going to have their eye on? I think it's Bryce Young right now, and of course this could change because a year ago it was Spencer Rattler, and he ended up having to go to another program and stay another year in school based off what happened um, this past season. But I think Bryce Young's going to be it. I think he's going to get some criticism for his size, and understandably, understandably so. I mean, he is a very small quarterback, but you know the most important aspect of the quarterback position all has to do with your understanding of the game and processing. And he has that. I mean, what he showed as a non-draft eligible quarterback this past season was truly special. So I think he's a clear front runner to be that top guy next year. And I, I think it gets interesting after that. I still think Spencer Rattler could make a case to be, you know, up in that conversation. Um, you know, I think he was – a lot of people all of a sudden want to assume that he's just a really bad quarterback, and that's not true at all whatsoever. I mean, he went 15-2 and two as a starter. He's still our highest-graded quarterback in our database since 2020. Um, he still played pretty decent football this past year um, before getting benched um, for in favor of Caleb Williams, who's also a top-three guy, not draft-eligible next year, but the year after that. Um, and then, of course, C.J. Stroud, I think, is the wild card. Very easy situation at Ohio State, right? And you know, That's when the Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL conversation starts to pop up. I don't think that applied to Justin Fields. I think he was an exception to that, but I think we're going to start to have that conversation again next year with C.J. Stroud. And I thought he, met, he showed some growth over the course of the season and kind of doing some things on his own. But the first half of the year, and, and you know, he was just very kind of helped out, right? He didn't do a whole lot of heavy lifting in that offense, and he's shown his big arm. He's made a couple of NFL-caliber throws, but I want to see more on his plate next year. So that's where I'm kind of looking, and I think he can be – I think he's a great college quarterback. I need him to show that he can be a good pro quarterback. Anthony, we'll get you out of here. Great stuff. And you know what's amazing, too? So I see the criticism of Spencer Rattler. Oh, oh, he left. He didn't stay. Yeah, you know who else left? Joe Burrow left, too. Right? Justin Fields left as well. So like this, yeah, you know, the, the Spencer Rattler story is not over yet. All right? Let's not – I wouldn't write this kid off uh, and his, his future off just yet, guys, because Twitter likes to light him up. Uh, hey, great stuff as always, Anthony. We really appreciate taking, uh, taking your time to be with us. It's always a pleasure, man. I look forward to talking more football with you down the road. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. 
I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. This lady says I'm an artist. You? An artist? Your husband's work is what we call outsider art. It could be by a mental patient or a hillbilly or a chimpanzee. Oh, yeah. Late night at your management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Arenzi. Quick and Saturday evening in Sports Talk Radio. We're rolling. Thanks to Anthony Trace for joining us on the program. Andrew McCandice will step up and in. We got Steve Merrill. We got a full house. We got a ton of stuff to get to. LeBron drops 33 tonight. If you tune into Game Time Decisions earlier, uh, we said LeBron and Harden are both going to put on a show. And what happened? They both dropped 33. Uh, we've got a, a story, sort of, not really, maybe. Uh, from Brooklyn with Harden. Seemed to be news to Harden uh, tonight. We'll get to that. Sean Payton has uh, stepped down. And just quickly, as far as Sean Payton is concerned, so Sean Payton's got three years left on his deal with the Saints. So in other words, for the next three football seasons, Sean Payton cannot just go somewhere. He could, but you, you've you got to hook the Saints up. Right? And it's not like the, you know, the, he's not coaching the Saints anymore. So if you actually offered something crazy to the Saints, they'd say, sure. Right? And they like Sean Payton and whatever's best for everybody. But I do believe this isn't like some sort of, you know, Sean Payton's not Urban Meyer. Right? You know what I mean? Like, I take Sean Payton at his word. He's tired. He's tired. And, you know, like you said, it's been 15 years, it's been draining. He doesn't have his boy Drew Brees anymore. Michael Thomas is like a, a clown that keeps screwing with him all the time. You know what I mean? They've got cap problems. It's just, it is what it is. He's, you know, and I, I, I take him like, I understand what he said. He said, you know, it's not like they doesn't love the game or anything like this. He just basically said, you know what? It's just time. Like he just, it just felt right that it was it in new Orleans. And he basically said he was excited about like, all right, what's my next challenge? And he will be back, and I loved his honesty. When he, and they said, well, is this it? He goes, no, I don't know. So I could coach again. I can see myself coaching again, right? He's just he's tired right now. And I found it interesting that he didn't like the longer season. He brought it up. He goes, this season felt like it was like two years and one. And he goes, soon there'll be 18 games. And, you know, basically he's tired. But he's not tired enough not to take a television deal. And, you know, if you look, basically – He's going to be able to do what Gruden did, right? And it's actually brilliant by Peyton. It is the end of the line with New Orleans. That division's kind of whatever in flux right now, and Brady sounds like he's ready to do something as well. So that division's in flux now, right? We'll get to that. We'll have time to talk about the future of that division. But that division's sort of in flux now. But if you're Sean Peyton... You know, he's, it's in his blood. You know, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he becomes a big TV star, right? He's going to be good on TV, this guy. So he's going to make a lot of money on TV. He can't go anywhere for three years. I could see him, like, taking a, you know, getting a high-profile NFL TV analyst job. And then what's perfect about this, guys, is you make big money. He can make, like, almost as much as he was coaching, essentially. Listen, Romo makes like twelve mil a year. He's not going to get twelve mil a year. He was he's making like what does he make? He's making like nine coaching right now, eight and a half, nine. You know what I mean? He can get five, six. Like you know what I mean? He can get a little bidding war going amongst some of these networks. He's a, he's a funny guy. He's a, you know what I mean? He's won before. He's funny. He's cutting edge. He's offensive minded. Like he'll be good. Right, like, there's no if, ends, or buts about it, and his agents already put it out there that yeah, like we're, we're we'll do TV, we want to do TV. He didn't hide it. He says, yeah, TV interests me. So, and what's good about TV, guys? If you're like, imagine, let's say hypothetically, you're 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 Peyton, and you do Monday Night Football. You're still around the game without the stress. So you're getting the money, whatever. You got to go to a couple of production meetings. You do the game, and you're scouting the league. You're not out of the league. You're gonna so when you come back, back you jump back in in two, three years, right? When you jump back in, because the 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 compensatory package will go down as the years go up. Like right now, if somebody said, "Listen, we want Sean Payton to be the coach," they'll be like, "Well, listen, you gotta." And Sean Payton doesn't want to be a coach now. I generally believe this. And if you're Payton, like I said, it's perfect. You get to exhale a little bit. 
enjoy life for a couple of years, do some TV. You're still going to be around the league. You're still going to be watching the games. You're still going to be on top of it, you know, modern football. And then, boom, in three years, you can basically put it out there. I'm coming back, and you can pick your spot. Right? You pick your spot. Oh, Sean Payton's coming back, and you'll make even more money because salaries will go up in a couple of years for coaches. It's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a win-win for Sean Payton. It's a win-win, and it's a win-win for our boy Matthias, uh, who celebrate. You should be celebrating. Pop some champagne. You're an Atlanta Falcon fan. It's good news. If if I'm like you, know, this is basically like a rival mob boss just died, Matthias. You know, it's good news. Better for days you. are ahead for Falcon <laughs> yeah. fans. You're right. <laughs> Better like, days are ahead, Gabe. It's like finding out, yeah, what the bully? Oh, the bully died down the block. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Like basically, it's, yeah, like that was my whole deal, though, with Urban Meyer in Michigan. I was like, would you effing just go to the NFL or retire or get caught cheating or something right, and get out of my life? And then Ryan Day came in. But, hey, I'm dead serious. I don't want to talk about this division. A lot of other stuff to get to. But, yeah, I'm just saying, if you look at that division, Tampa are an old football team. They've got no no young talent or anything like that, that team. Right? So, Tampa are kind of like just whatever. They won their Super Bowl. Brady, like, seems to not like them anymore. The relationship soured. Um... That's done. You look at the Carolina Panthers, they're kind of a train wreck. And then you look at the uh, the New Orleans Saints, they got massive issues, the Saints. They've got, like, Breeze is gone, now Peyton's gone, and basically you've got, you know, Tom Benson's wife running the show. They've got problems. Um, sets up nicely for the Falcons over the next couple of years, actually. It, it really does. Like, you, you can line this up and actually see, you know what? Falcons actually could be the team to beat in this division in a year or two. Now we just need Tom Brady to retire, and then the NFC South is a or go Atlanta somewhere Falcons else division, Gabe. <laughs> or go somewhere else at least. Yeah, exactly. Or go somewhere else. That then we're which in he business. might do, which I don't know. <laughs> which he might like. Who knows with Brady? I don't know. Like you know, like I said, who knows? Who knows? All right. So um, I wanted to get into the the the, uh, the Barry Bond stuff a little bit. We got uh, McKinnis coming up, and we got Steve Merrill throwing it down with us. And as I stated earlier, you know, I've changed my opinion a lot on this because I used to, one thing, and I, listen, at least I'm man enough uh, to admit and say, you know what, no, I used to say this about this, but now this is why I don't. And a lot of people will just sort of, you know, not pre- pretend they didn't say what they said or stick to their guns, even though whatever. So I'm just saying like how my thought process has changed with, with the bonds and, and the steroid guys. Because I used to say, I Like I said, I never cared. But to me, there's a difference between not caring and putting a freaking plaque in the Hall of Fame for a guy, okay? You want to make, you made the money. Look at Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne was an average pitcher, okay? The guy was an average pitcher. The Dodgers wanted him to be this and that. He wasn't that good. He was okay. He was okay. Suddenly, hey, miracle, he's got Popeye arm. And, uh, and hey, look at this guy. Oh, he's still here. He's 52 saves. Hey, look at this. How did that happen? You just put him in the Hall of Fame because he had 50 saves one year. Come on, man. You know what I mean? I, it's like Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson was the fastest man ever in the world, but he cheated. So, yeah, you ran the race. You won the race. No one can take that away from you. But we ain't putting you in the Hall of Fame. Right? Like, and So, anyways, my deal with this was always before. And like I said, I've covered baseball. I did major league baseball games, so I'm not like... You know, I've not just you know, it's an outside take. I love the sport. I cover the sport. You know what I'm saying? But I used to look at it and say, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, how could I be a hypocrite? I've done things. You know what I mean, I'm like, and, and honestly, I'd be like, yeah, man. If I was, I, I would do it. I'd make money. I'm not even lying. So I'm not judging Barry Bonds or anyone for doing steroids. I'm not judging him for doing it. I would. I'm not moral enough to say that that uh, I wouldn't do it. And I should clarify that, too, because I told someone I have ethics today, and they kind of laughed at me, which I didn't appreciate, but I get it. I get it. And I, it was our boy Zuckerman and Darsh. But I, I meant to say I have I have sanctity about the Hall of Fame, in a sense. Maybe it's naive of me, but I do. And I can separate the two. I never said Barry Bonds isn't a great player. I, I've told people in the past, hey, listen, Barry Bonds could get in the Hall of Fame with his career alone before steroids ever came into baseball, right? All that is true. But it doesn't erase what happened after the fact. And then, so as I was going to say, my deal is it always, I always said, 
you know, these guys, these these Hall of Fame writers, these Hall of Fame voters and writers, they've got a lot of nerve, right? These guys got a lot of nerve because I've seen them and I know them. It's like you guys want to talk about cheating and ethics and stuff. You guys all cheat on your wives. You all drink and drive all the time. Half of you own alimony. What are you talking about? So, you know what I mean? Oh, well, this guy in his life. And it's like, what about your life? Imagine we started looking at every reporter's life that had a Hall of Fame vote. So that used to be my take on that. Cause I, and I, you know what? I sort of have that, you know what? Screw these dudes that think they're, they're God controlling the Hall of Fame and stuff. I think the players should do it. But anyways, so that used to be my take. But now I look at it differently and I, and I don't care about the, the, the voter guys. I'm thinking about the Tony Gwynns, man. I'm thinking about the Ted Williams. I'm thinking about the Rod Carews. I'm thinking about the guys that did all of Babe Ruth. I'm thinking about these guys that did what they did. Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson wasn't on steroids. I'm just thinking about all these guys that did what they did. And they are better than the other people. I know we live in an era now where no one cares about lying, cheating, stealing, just, you know, whatever. Hey, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, whatever, man. There's got to be a line somewhere. And if you want to do a little juice to work out in the gym and, you know, bulk up a little bit, God bless you. You want to show up with your head looking like a freaking basketball. Come on, man. Come on. Anybody? Come on, man. And where I stand on this is, what about Hank Aaron, man? This guy went through racial hatred. Racial hatred. Wasn't on steroids. Guys like smashing home runs, man, for like 30 plus years. Just like the man. Right? Like these guys, well, you know, what about the guys, you know, that actually did it the right way? And these guys, McGuire, Bond, Sosa, you already erased these guys that did it the right way from the history book. Nobody's taking your sorry ass name out of the history books. It says, yeah, Bond, 72, blah, 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 Sosa, whatever. You passed guys that did it the right way and no one took it away from you. Nobody took your money away. Nobody took your money away. But now after all this, we're supposed to just say, oh, you know what? Let's pat him on the back and give him a plaque and a yellow jacket. No, no. It's basically to me, and I'm not committing, I'm not saying these guys are murderers or anything like this, but I'm going to put it in, in this term. Basically, it's like somebody that, like, you know, you're getting a pardon, right? It's like you're getting a pardon and it's like all is forgiven. Like, you put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, you are saying all is forgiven. Well, I'll tell you what, all is not forgiven for everybody. It's not. Right? It's not. What about the guy that didn't do steroids, the pitcher, that got, gave up a bunch of home runs, like the Astro guys? Right? Remember, the Astros are cheating and stuff, and whatever. You, you know, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, there was a dude on the Blue Jays that gave up, like, four home runs when they were cheating in a 14-2 blowout. He got demoted to the minors. He never pitched again in the bigs. And he got lit up by the Astros that series. They were cheating. His career was ruined. Right? Like, you know, you want to get into stuff that actually matters... There is an integrity to this. And I'll tell you what, Barry Bonds is not equal to Tony Gwynn. One used a bat, another used a needle. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. 
That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a Remax agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. Remax is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study, each office independently owned and operated. Serenity now, insanity later. This is Porch Rage. Bring it. We're breaking it down. We're far from done. So I see, like I said, it's amazing, man. It's like 90% of like, yeah, I think everyone, oh, poor Barry Bonds, poor Barry Bonds, and they, whatever. Yeah, yeah, poor Barry Bonds. And you know what? I'd say about 99% of you. That all cry like Barry Bonds is some victim right now because he's not in the Hall of Fame, even though he made hundreds of millions of dollars, made a mockery of the record books, and uh, was like a big jerk off to everybody. Um, yeah, he's a big hero now. So I guess let's let's start the Houston Astros, one of the greatest teams of all time, right? So I, I'm and all you guys, you all hate the Astros. Everyone's all the Astros, the Astros, the Astros. So the Astros are scumbags, but Barry Bonds is not, right? The Astros actually did what everyone's done in baseball for the last 150 years, which is steal signs. They just did it with video screens and did it a modern way that, you know what I mean? It wasn't like the Astros were the most, and that's the thing. You, you hear me bitch about the Astros that much? No. I never really railed and raged about that too much. Because, like I said, everybody's cheats in baseball. They all do it. Everybody, everybody steals signs in baseball, Okay. And they all have people in the stands. They all have these elaborate little systems, whatever. Like, basically, there wasn't TVs. And, like, the Astros were the first ones to say, you know what? Let's set up a TV here and let's put TVs. Like, and there was sort of an unwritten, there was a code in baseball that the Astros broke. It's kind of known in baseball. You're allowed to cheat, but you can't use video technology or technology to do it. Like, basically, if you can rip us off in your own way, God bless you. But you can't, like like the Red Sox, we're using Apple Watches. <laughs> I give them credit. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, it's like, no, 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 whoa, whoa. We can't have you on first base with an Apple Watch sending a message to someone on third base now, okay? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what, what, are we, what are we doing here? Same with football. All these people, oh, these quarterbacks are the greatest. Whatever. Joe Montana didn't have people talking to him with his headset and helping him. People now do. This is Rage. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.